0: You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hi kids, welcome in. And uh, yes, you're probably thinking, it's Tuesday. What are you guys doing here? Well, Jeremy's a very busy, busy man. And he has something he's got to do tomorrow that's more important than being (laughs) with me, if
1: you can imagine that. Uh, The list of things that (laughs) qualify for that. To fill a library.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, That's indeed.
0: But anyway, I'm Randy Renner.
1: And I'm Jeremy Griffin.
0: And uh, we are here to crank out another episode of Scatter Shooting, the show where we talk about anything
1: and everything, worldly and, and not of not this eyes. world. <laughs> you know, I yes. was just going to release this tomorrow. Oh, you were? Yeah, oh, na- okay. Oh, but now, okay. now, now, now well, it'll go live right, now, today. Right. So, you literally just gave everybody uh, an advanced copy. There we go. What well, a see, gift.
0: I, I had no idea you I had know. other plans. I don't matter, uh, really. I, I don't read you as well as you read me. I mean, I cannot tell you, the loyal <laughs> listeners of uh, of this show or people who watch this show, I, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times when, you know, I've started something or, I've told Jeremy, hey, I'm going to have a surprise uh, thing. And he already knows what it is before I even say it.
1: Dude, I got to tell you this story about this because this is pretty crazy. So my wife tried to surprise me with um, an anniversary present one time. This is going to be pretty insane. She doesn't do it anymore because I guess it every time without even attempting to guess. (laughs) So this is years ago and I was, I am still a huge nah. Seinfeld fan. Okay. Yeah. And so she said something, I, all I knew is she bought it online. That's all the clue that I had. That's well, not golly, much that's, of a clue, right? Sure, so that that now, really well, limits it. Well, it does, but, but this was a while ago. So in fairness, buying online limited. wasn't quite okay. as ubiquitous. But okay. you could still, Amazon still existed, so you could sure. buy online. Right. So I looked at her and I said, did you buy me Seinfeld on DVD? We hadn't talked about it, nothing. I just knew. But here's what is creepier about it. I also knew it wasn't available on DVD, that, that the only thing available was pirated copies And so I just, so that was the weird thing. So I I said that to her and she said, yes. And I said, can you get your money back? (laughs) You know what happened, Randy? It never came. It was a total scam. She lost all her money. But what was so funny is just the fact that I knew that. Well, it's it's just like uh,
0: two weeks ago, I guess it was, uh, when I started off by saying, I'm going to say something I've never said before and probably will never say again. Yeah. And you came up with uh, you're going to applaud Nancy Pelosi for going to China, are
1: you? Yeah. Well, and I know,
0: and I was like, yes, I, yes. Well,
1: I am. It, it does, it does get down. Like you, it's a little easier to to figure it out because there's a moment where it's like, okay, well, he's never said it, he'll never say it again, so it's going to be something that falls in that category. It narrows Praising it quite down. Praising yeah. Democrats. I know it's not going to be OSU based. And, but well, it could well be. it
0: could well uh, on a uh, it could Negative be more side, uh, yes right. yes or or something OU you where I say I really exactly like what they did when they you but know.
1: then what happens is my brain filters through everything that could possibly come up super quick uh, and then it and it, it's like a it's like a search filter <laughs> it's like things he'd never say oh well super like knowing what has going on okay something positive about Nancy Pelosi right because it was going on at, <laughs> right
0: you know at at the time been in the news and uh, all like that. And, of course, since then, uh, you know, there's been a congressional delegation that uh, went over there. And unlike Pelosi, you know, that trip was more like other trips that we've gone into places where there was no advance word that this was even going to be a possibility, which is, quite frankly, something, you know, they should have done with Pelosi Pelosi. because I I think they put her – and and her staff in a potentially extremely dangerous situation by going in there, letting people know, hey, this is maybe happening and it's probably going to happen around uh, this time. They should have just kept all their mouths uh, shut about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like like happens most of the time when something like this happens. You know, when you've had a, a president, you know, fly over to... Iraq or Afghanistan or something like that, you know, you don't find out until they're already in the air flying home or something like right. that. No, certainly no advance. Do you word think some that this of that would even be
1: possible? Some of that, like so, with the president flying in and flying out, you you feel pretty good about the countermeasures that the aircraft has, and so flying into hostile areas, they're going to be pretty well covered. So the advance notice doesn't come into play. But with somebody like Nancy Pelosi, perhaps there's like. If they just see a plane, they may shoot it down. So it's like letting them know, if you shoot this down, you're shooting down Nancy Pelosi. Almost like a deterrent because well, it's, it becomes potentially an act of war kind of thing.
0: Right. I mean, I, and But, I mean, you know, the, the plane that she used has the same markings as Air Force One. Now, it's not the same, obviously. Yeah. It's not a 747, it looked like when I... Saw it on a tarmac, it looked like a 737 well, that's, but it had the same color scheme and the same United States of America yeah. on it
1: exactly I have a, the same as Air
0: Force One
1: yeah, and I, I have a friend I think I've told you about this, but I have a friend who who works in the logistics of those aircraft and and I do know this that that includes the speaker, so like what their operations and sure. i believe I believe there's four people. I don't. I president, vice president, speaker of the house. I don't know the four. Probably secretary, secretary of, state. of state. I think is right. Yeah.
0: And some of those, air, obviously, seven forty seven is the president's, unless he's doing something else that doesn't. You know, like when Grandpa Joe flies into Rehoboth Beach, you know, he ain't in a seven forty seven. He's right. in a smaller. But it becomes it's still called air the Force call One. sign is still Air Force One, but they have a fleet of aircraft. You know the seven forty sevens, seven fifty sevens, seven thirty sevens, and then there are also others. Uh, you know G fives and you know more like private mm-hmm. aircraft that are also configured the same way for you know lesser or maybe more secretive missions. You know things like uh, things like that.
1: If I was ever president of the United States, I would make sure that my Air Force One. I mean, they can keep the big jumbo jet and we'd use that, but I want to, I would want an SR-71 Blackbird as my Air Force or as my Air Force one. Yeah. Very cool. On the, on the regular. I'd be like, you know, why are we wasting time getting places? I want to get there now. Sure. You know, maybe, maybe bring back the Concorde. Oh, there you go. There you go. Go well, Supersonic have, at a big speed.
0: You know, and they're trying to, uh, you know, they're, they're working on,
1: New version Oh yeah. Well, that's yeah. I'm Out sure at
0: Groom Lake and well, you know, of area Fifty One. All that's, like that. What
1: am I talking about? I <laughs> declassify UFOs, and my Air Force One would be one of the UFOs that um, we've been recovered and repaired. Absolutely. Why, mean, why not? Wouldn't it? Yes. Why wouldn't it? I mean, be? the countermeasures on that thing. Yes. Yes.
0: But, Stop and uh, go. But you know, Air Force One. Uh, I you know, and I don't know about uh, I don't know about Air Force One either specifically, <laughs> but you yeah, hear things. Uh, but I, I don't know how, you know, what kind of countermeasures some of the other aircraft, like the one that Pelosi flew in on. I know Air Force One has various countermeasures, you know, uh, built in. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about the other plane, so I don't know what they would have done had sh- that aircraft actually been fired upon. You know what they might have been able to do, or might not
1: have well been and, able to do and i have i haven't heard this from my friend who works in that department because he's incredibly does his job well right. he won't talk about stuff but right. i've seen some documentaries and some things and apparently there is uh there's weapon systems on air force one so not just countermeasures That's, but actual weapons right
0: i i've heard the uh, i've heard the same thing yes but again i you know they keep all of that really secretive so i mean who knows what's i the feel like air force one needs tactical nukes well, air to air nuclear. Maybe weapons. they uh, maybe they have those. Well, they maybe probably they do. have those. And there's, you know, we, we're hearing more and more talk about uh, tactical nuclear weapons that might be used in the uh, Russia Ukraine yeah. war. There's been some other talk uh, about uh, Iran, maybe China mm-hmm. using some of that in a so-called limited engagement yeah um which you know a lot of people have said there's really no such thing as a limited in engagement uh,
1: because of the it's where the the, bullet stops almost yeah at you right
0: and i i mean you know with with the way things are in the world now if you're going to have an a a nuclear exchange even on a relatively small scale the the problems that it would cause in other areas, Mm -hmm. you know, the economy, you know, various things. uh, I think that, you know, that is more likely what they mean by there's no such thing as a limited exchange. I mean, you know, you could have like what we did in in world war two, dropping uh, two nuclear weapons on Japan that ended uh, the war in the, in the Pacific, but it didn't cause a, you know, nuclear winter or anything like that as right. a major engagement would between the United States, Russia, maybe the Chinese and the Iranians, you know, like to, in the movie war games, right? you know, that might've, there were a couple of scenarios where it started as a limited exchange, but it always ended up as I remember that movie, it always ended up being a, planet killer yeah. Be- because you might have had one or two and then somebody else would respond and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden everybody
1: it really it just responding. taught us that the only winning move was right. not to play right 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 <laughs> exactly
0: right exactly right the only winning move was not i need to, to, play. I need to get my
1: robot voice on here and, and uh,
0: <laughs> which is a lesson that we seem to have learned quite well from world war ii but mm-hmm. i don't know how much longer that will
1: Yeah, well, you you probably saw the DHS report that said be on the lookout for dirty bombs and, uh, and, and, uh, as a kickoff to nuclear war.
0: And as, and the report that I saw indicated where the FBI said that there they believed that there was a, that they had a credible threat, uh, for the FBI headquarters building in Washington, D.C.
1: Yeah. And the last FBI headquarters, or, fbi place to get blown to smithereens was here in oklahoma city
0: well uh Among the, other things uh, yeah there were uh yeah there, there were several other federal offices but i you know actually i'm not sure
1: no yeah i think had the moved F- out they had out. they had moved out of yeah uh, they were 50, 50 pin yeah
0: because the the parking area That's that right. our uh, company used it yeah. still had ATF SAC and a and uh, yeah. ASAC and you know in the underground parking right. garage yeah, I think atf was,
1: was a- still there and and other government agencies but yeah
0: um, yeah and uh so you know that became a target of timothy mcveigh and terry mm-hmm. nichols and uh those people and and i think i mean i mean you know i i hate to be the you know, a Debbie Downer here, but, uh, you know, you, the more that we hear about, you know, things that are going on and with some of the things the FBI is doing, some of the things the Democrats are doing, and some of the responses from the Republicans would lead you to believe that um, that we could have some sort of incident, again, involving sure. domestic terrorism maybe just even like at, we like, had in oklahoma city
1: i could see something like that happening at, at uh, johnson space center even
0: well you know what <laughs> we
1: <laughs> i mean uh, i'm just saying like something like that could happen it could i don't know why i mean it's probably not a prime target but it's a target probably
0: it probably is it, it- <laughs> Probably, uh, yeah, it probably is. And there are some people that... uh,
1: For All Mankind, available Friday mornings on uh, Apple TV+. Plus. yes. Uh, Well,
0: actually, it's available uh, now, anytime, because... Uh, uh,
1: Season's over. Season's over. And
0: a lot of other things are over, too. But (laughs) but after what happened in uh, the season three finale, but there will be a season four. In fact, I was reading some stuff where it's already in production. Nice. Season four. Good and they actually started uh, i think they said they actually started shooting season
1: 4 while season 3 was going w- was going yeah. yeah so so i want to talk so, to me we've got this overarching theme and we've talked about this a lot but you know we take breaks from time to time talk sports and various other things but um i You know, there's so much in the, in fact, one of our listeners, Jim sent out, uh, sent me this email and he was the second person to send me both of these links, which I found super interesting. And one was the CDC, you know, telling everybody, Hey, the best thing you can do for COVID is natural immunity. (laughs) And it was like, Hmm, weird. And I thought to myself, first off,
0: now they admit that,
1: which is crazy because I learned that in sixth grade and, you know, but whatever. So, but the second thing he sent, cause that was a give him hope thing. The second thing he sent was the, the new Minnesota teachers union.
0: Thing. Oh, oh yes.
1: And and you look at something, we'll, we'll get into that probably here in a second, but but you look at stuff like that and then you look at the DHS putting out the warning of dirty bombs. You look at the raid at Mar-a-Lago. Like if you just, if you were doing like, I literally could write a timeline and let's say that I faxed a letter cause that's funny to fax something. Let's say I <laughs> say it was an email or something. But my point is, let's say that it some, I pretended like it's a message from the future. And I simply said, you know, this happened, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. And I added just two more random events that were of the same weight and then said, and that sparked the the second civil war of the United States. Everyone would be like, well, yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, of course it did. Uh, right, right. I mean, because, dude. So, so for those who aren't in the know, Minnesota's teachers union just passed a. And and who's not in the know? Who's listening to this show? But anyway, they 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 uh, came to an agreement that when if they need to do layoffs, white teachers will be laid off first, regardless of seniority. And
0: you know, on the face of that, and, and that's the the union that primarily represents teachers in the Minneapolis uh, City School District. Uh, and on the face of it, it sounds radically unconstitutional. But uh, there is—I was listening to a discussion about this, and there, you know, one of the people on there said, "Well, you know, looking at the language on here, they are making an effort." Uh, to try and not make it as blatantly racist as it appears to be,
1: but if it's still in practice, it's it is what it is, right?
0: Well, I, you know, they were they were trying to make the point that in in the language uh, of what's been uh, ratified, I guess, by the school board there was the talk about trying to have a similar makeup racially among teachers as they have among students. And I guess the information is that in that school district there, I believe they said it's right around 60% of the students are non-white, but only I believe it was 16% of the teachers are non-white And so they were trying to say that it's a disproportionate that they believe students would learn better from a teacher that they, I know, that that they more still racist that they more (laughs) identify. It's now more racist.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's more racist. uh, Yeah. I mean, an argument could be made that you're going to have a more successful opportunity for an argument could be made. I don't agree with it. That you'll have a better chance of of learning if you are learning from somebody who's uh culturally assimilated with you you know regardless so so you know the distinction to that or difference is when i took spanish i had a spanish teacher who was from mexico and spanish was her first language that made her teaching spanish really valuable right but math is math Math is math. Now, now, if it's Common Core math, that's a whole other conversation. Wow. Do they still teach math in well, school? Well, probably not. I, man, this is another. So I had someone on social media post about teachers, and, and I get riled up. But, but here's what it really comes down to is this. is, is our, our education system has now taken on the role, not because I asked them to, by the way, but they have taken on the role of preparing my kids uh, socially socially. For this world, and that is not the job of the educators on this planet, not not in this country. The job, as I as I believe it should be, the job is to teach them basic fundamentals of math, reading, and, and arithmetic. Right. They need to learn the STEM: yeah. science, technology, engineering, math. You know those things. Language you can add language to that, but but that's that's their primary role. And 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 quite frankly, anything that happens beyond that is just gravy. It's not. It's not. It shouldn't be the focus. You shouldn't have a moment of focus on those kind of things. And you know, we went from civics to social studies, and that was before I was out of school, so I never had a civics class. I had a social studies class. Radically different. I think they sold a bill of goods. My guess is because I was a kid then, but I I can see where they would have said to to parents and teachers who were concerned, hey, we're going to start doing social studies now. It will include civics things. It'll include things like government structure, but we're going to add to it social th- constructs and things of that nature to help more prepare our kids. Bullcrap, that's direct indoctrination of our kids when you're well, and, you teaching know, society.
0: Probably in a perfect world, you would like to have parents yes. teach you know more of that. Absolutely. Obviously, we don't we don't live in a, in a perfect world. And, a, you know, a lot of kids don't have uh, two parent households. They don't, uh, some of them, uh, you we know, teach neither, studies. <laughs> neither their mother nor their fathers there, they're in foster care or they're, right. you know, uh, something like that. And so over the years, I think teachers have taken on more of the traditional responsibilities of parents. Yeah. And in some cases, it's a good thing. In some cases, it is a very, very bad thing.
1: I just think it should be entered into sobri- with, with sobriety. If you're going to take on the parent role because there's a missing parent, you need, to, you need to do so with respect, with trepidation, not with a sense of obligation or even, um, well, yeah, obligation. Like, I, I have to do this because there's no one else in their life. Don't be so presumptuous. Why don't you help bring somebody else in their life? Yeah. You know, and this, I don't know, man, like, well, like I said, I think it's all part of the bigger scheme. I mean, the, whether it's consciously understood or not. Oh, I you know.
0: definitely think there's a big scheme uh, going on here. Well, but I think there- it's
1: intentional too. No, I agree. Yeah, okay. I totally agree. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Uh, you know, this is uh, because I don't think, I mean, sometimes things have gone so badly that I don't think I really don't think people can accidentally screw up as many times (laughs) as what we've seen with this administration. I think it has to be intentional Yeah, Uh, because some of these things, you know, you're just like, how can you accidentally do this? I mean, you must be. And of course the other thing, why are you intentionally doing this? This appears so stupid. Uh, but I, I think, I really do, I, I think that's uh, the answer. And, you know, this week is uh, the anniversary of our uh, pullout from Afghanistan. and uh, it's, it's a, been year, a year? It's been a year. Wow. It's been a year already. And um, a State Department wow. spokesman who probably was educated at some sort of Ivy League school, so he has no sort of real-world background experience because he's from Harvard or Yale or, you know, one of those places. Mm. And somebody asked him about, uh, you know, is the United States, are we more secure now after, you know, this pullout because that was one of the reasons that, you know, we want to get out of there, we want to stop losing American lives, we want to, you know, and, and he said, absolutely, absolutely, we're more secure. You know, we have a better handle on how things are working over there or not working. And, of course, I'm thinking, you're not there. Right. How can you have a better handle on uh, anything? And he just went on and on uh, about how, you know, successful he thought it had been, how much more secure the United States is, how much better off the United States is by having pulled out of Afghanistan. And this was on Fox mm-hmm. and uh, they brought in general Jack Keene forced a retired four star mm-hmm. who was in uh, a couple of previous administrations. He was in the Pentagon on September 11th and uh, they asked him and they played the sound cut of the guy, you know, talking all about this. And they said, general, what, what do you think? Are we more secure? And, and he just said, I don't think I've heard a more stunning statement (laughs) from uh, a government entity like the State Department ever. He said it it is irresponsible Mm. that they would say something like that. No, there's no way that we're... And he said the way that we... It wasn't so much, and this is a common complaint that you've heard about this. It's not so much that we pulled out of Afghanistan. It's the way that we did it. Right. And General Keene says that the way we did it is a stain Mm. on the United States of America and that it would take generations to recover from it, Mm. if ever. Because our allies have lost confidence
1: in us. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Because our allies, every one of our main allies had more troops in Afghanistan than we did. Right. And uh, they were left high and dry. You know, there was no heads up, Right, we're moving out here. You know, it all just kind of happened. And they're like, what, what? And the, the you know, Keene said that, and your General McKenna, who later came out with a, a statement on this, and he was one of the guys in charge over there on the military side, and his recommendation to the president, you remember the president said, in an interview with Chris Wallace, I believe it was, or... Uh, Maybe it was, it may be not. Maybe it wasn't Chris. Wallace. it was probably not. Oh, I remember who it was. It was uh, Stephanopoulos oh. on uh, ABC. I was going to say Chris Wallace was with Fox. He never would have done an interview with him then, but it was George Stephanopoulos and Stephanopoulos asked him because things, you know, were going bad by this point. I said, you know, were you, what did the general say? Did the generals tell you that we should have left some people there, some military types there? And he said, no, no. You know, I don't remember them telling me anything like that. Well, maybe he didn't. Wow. But, and this is what he said, and then General McKenna uh, said that that was absolutely not true, that he, for one, and others recommended a force of at least 2,500 stay there to just kind of hold things together. Yeah. And to help out the Allies. Those 2,500 were not in an active fighting situation, but they were there keeping the embassy occupied and were there trying to make sure nothing, you know, went off the rails. And um, and he had said that, no, he, ap- he absolutely recommended that uh, there should be some troops left there and that they should not have put a time deadline on here that we're pulling out by middle of August. Mm. You know, you can say we're going to pull out, but just don't say when exactly. Right. But, you know, by saying that, and then, you know, they decided it was all timeline based instead of conditions based. Right. Which, and you know, and a lot of people point out, well, Trump was ready to withdraw from Afghanistan too, which he was, Mm but, but, On his, the timeline wasn't the biggest thing, Mm -hmm. that there were
1: markers, markers.
0: you know, that they had to, okay, you do this, you know, what about the Taliban or the Afghanis or whatever, do this, do this, do this, we get all that stuff accomplished. Okay. It wasn't a, we're leaving middle of August, no matter what, Right. you know, if it looks good, it looks bad, it looks whatever. We're out of here. And a lot of people have said, why do you give up the airbase at Bagram? Right. Which would also seem to be a stupid move. Right. And plus, there's all of this. You basically give the Taliban all of the material that's over there. Right, uh, You know, all, weapons, aircraft, uh, tanks.
1: The shooting match.
0: All, all of that stuff. Which I mean, there were billions of dollars worth of mm. military equipment and supplies that were left there, and you know the Taliban. You know, I'm sure they're using some of it. Some of it they may not know how to operate.
1: Yeah, they crashed some of it. Uh,
0: but you know, nonetheless, and you they just left think them some about,
1: Blackhawks, bro. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, right. Black Aircraft, helicopters. helicopters, tanks, all kinds of armored vehicles. Weapons, bullets, see the missiles, conspiracy theorist bombs. in me
1: wants to believe this is how we armed the Taliban intentionally.
0: Well, it, it certainly could be. I mean, you know, we have a history of doing that. Yeah, ex- uh, especially
1: in Afghanistan
0: and in other places around the world. Yeah. You know, when things come, you know, and and you end up seeing all of this, it's the military-industrial complex that people are, you know, so concerned about. You know, we've done that kind of stuff before. But, uh, you know, so what happened was our allies lost confidence in us because we basically left them holding the bag and they were like, well, geez, I guess we're going to need to get the hell out of here too. Right. But the even worst thing than that was it emboldened our enemies. Mm -hmm. Certainly the Taliban, they came in and took over the country. You know, and General McKenna had said, we pull out. You know, he's telling... Grandpa Joe this, if we pull out, he said, I, I give it about a month and the Taliban's in charge of everything. Right. I guess grandpa was taking a nap at that time because he said he doesn't remember any of that. I don't remember any of it. (laughs) So I mean, you know. But it's, we're doing better than, yeah, yeah. We're doing right. better. Yeah, yeah, oh my yeah. my gosh. And, uh, and so that, I mean, you know, there's a, I think a logical then connection that you can make, mm-hmm. you know, because Rudy Tootie Vladdy Putin is watching all of this. Right. So is our buddy in China. Mm-hmm. And they're both looking at that and, and they probably are like... Wow,
1: <laughs> he gets you know, on the they, phone. They call. They talk, call each other. It's like they're binge watching a show. Yeah. Hey, did you see what he did? Yeah. yeah. Maybe you think we should move forward. I I can't do a Chinese accent, but anyway, that that's just it. They're just talking about. it. Right. Going, well, I mean, right. I'm getting Taiwan. Do you want? Uh, do you want Ukraine? Ukraine. <laughs> right. Sure.
0: Because I, I mean, you know, Trump had put down a pretty su- strong bottom line with those guys right. about you do this and. We're going to do that, yeah. and you don't want us to do that to you. And uh, it was pretty stable, but as soon as they saw, well, Jesus, you know, the United States—they don't have the guts to do anything uh, anymore. They're weak, you know. They're run by an old man who, you know, at during a campaign stop, thought he was running for senator from Delaware when he was at a when he was at a rally in Pennsylvania, and so. Uh, you know, talking to people in six cars at a drive-in movie theater. God. And so I'm sure they were looking at that going, wow, the <laughs> United States, not quite what it used to be. And, uh, and so here, mm-hmm. here we have what's happened. You know, the Russians have not only talked about invading Ukraine, they did. They did it. Yeah. And, uh, the Chinese, I, I think it's becoming more and more evident that eventually they're going to make a move on Taiwan.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, the, it, it's, I don't even know what they're waiting on at this point. I know I, you know, I mean, Man, I don't, makes I you don't, wonder, really right? der-
0: because, you know, you look at some of the numbers in previous times, you know, the last time a Speaker of the House visited Taiwan was uh, Newt Gingrich in the mid nineties. So, I mean, that's been now uh, a long time ago, almost 30, 30 years ago. Yeah. And in that, and not a whole lot, I mean, you know, the Chinese balked and and complained and all like this, but they didn't really, they couldn't do a whole lot at that point because our military was vastly superior to that of the Chinese communist government. Now, the argument could at least be made that the Chinese military uh, might very well be more powerful than the U.S. military, especially with what's in theater right. over there. Because Taiwan, being as close as, as it is to China, uh, it's as if, you know, we were talking about, we were back in the Cuban Cuba, Missile Crisis yeah, was days, and it was, yeah. we were talking about Cuba and the adjacency of the United States. Yeah. Well, China is right there, right there. And on the... Coast of China that faces Taiwan, they have several
1: mm-hmm.
0: military bases, and uh, you know all of this. Well, you know we don't, right? You know we have a base in the Philippines, we have a base in Okinawa, and we have a presence
1: in Hawaii. Would in, be the next in, uh, closest and one, Pearl
0: Harbor in Hawaii, and you know we are allied with Taiwan, but it's not like we can launch. Strikes against China from the U.S. mainland, unless it's right. a a, a, a inter yes an intercontinental ballistic missile. It's not like we can all of a sudden, you know, pow, you know, send that, some F 16s yeah. uh, right in there,
1: and you can't launch an ICBM like fundamentally, right? Because when it goes up, all your enemies, nobody knows right. where it's going, right? You know, right,
0: and so that's you know could trigger a huge response, but anyway. And the and the Chinese have done a a tremendous job over the last thirty years in building up their military, in particular their navy, mm. uh, and of course you know the the way they conscript soldiers, uh, their army has a lot more personnel than what we do, and they've they've gotten to where you start looking at the numbers, and it's overwhelming what what the Chinese have, and there's there been and the. Uh, The government of the United States, they do these military-style war games, tabletop, or actually now, I guess, computer Mm. war games. And they've had a series of these recently in Washington, D.C. They do it all the time.
1: Have they not yet learned the only winning move is not to play? I think they have learned that. (laughs) Computer-based war games?
0: Because in what I've – there have been a couple of stories about kind of some of the outcomes with some of the – scenarios and uh, at least in the story that i've read the united states is over yeah over wow that it sometimes it just depends on how badly we're beaten mm. you know sometimes it ends in a situation and there have been a couple times where it's kind of been a stalemate in a way mm-hmm. where the the chinese make uh A beachhead, and they secure a portion of Taiwan, but they're not able to take the entire island. They get slowed down in a bit of a slog, giving the United States time to send in Mm. reinforcements and all like this. But they've done a couple of other scenarios, more aggressive scenarios, where Xi Jinping, who you know, I mean, he's made no uh, no bones about. His ambition is to reunify the Chinese mainland and Taiwan. Mm -hmm. And a couple of the scenarios that they played out uh, was China making a first strike on United States forces in theater
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: and even in uh, Okinawa, which is part of Japan. Right where they uh, you know fire cruise missiles and uh, air power and destroy basically the uh, air force installations in those areas they sink you know, the ronald reagan is over there now the aircraft carrier that they launch a strike there to eliminate the carrier and so that's their first move is to attack the united states forces mm. and then uh, they make a move on Taiwan to invade, which a lot of people have called the Pearl Harbor scenario mm. because it's similar to what the Japanese used in World War II, except the Japanese did not, uh, because I, you know, from the movies and some of the other things that you've seen in historical documents that uh, Admiral Nagumo, who was leading the strike force, this was Yamamoto's plan, but he wasn't, within the strike force, Nagumo was leading that. And he couldn't quite believe that he had caught the Americans napping. Right. That they weren't, you know, that they had their battleships all in a row. Yeah. They had... Here, hit us. Right, right. They had at the Hickam a field, that they had uh, uh, fighter aircraft, again, all in a row, right, wingtip to wingtip, mm-hmm. so that you know if you hit one of them with a bomb you're probably going to take out the whole row which is what happened and and you're you made easy targets out of battleship row as well and he couldn't quite believe the reports coming in from his pilots mm. and they they launched the first wave they launched the second wave but they they were supposed to launch a third wave but nagumo decided You know, this can't be right. Right. And, you know, they've got their air, there and their carrier and the U.S. carriers weren't at Pearl. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they a lot of the pilots wanted to go in search of their carriers. He wanted to get the heck out of there. And, of course, the original plan was that you take out the American forces and then you invade Hawaii. Well, of Mm -hmm. course, they didn't take out all the American forces, the carriers being key and uh, so they never did invade Hawaii. So
1: this is the tactic, you know, when when you play paintball, for example, this is the same thing. It's all about logistics. If you're trying to take a point right by the enemy's base, you, it's hard. Why? Because they respawn from there. Well, it's the right. same thing. If you're trying to take an area close to our mainland, it's going to be hard because all of our forces are available right there. You can send fresh troops from boot. Right. It's all logistics,
0: right? I and, mean, you know, you if you're know. trying to take uh, Puerto Rico or the Virgin yes. Islands, uh, which I mean, that's still a distance, but it's not like from California right. to Taiwan,
1: right? Right. It's a very manageable distance. Yeah, I don't. Well, it goes back to why the U.S. mainland hasn't been invaded ever because you can't, right? <laughs> you're, you right. Know, you could if it's if we had a war with. Mexico or Canada?
0: Well, and we have in in right. no, times past, uh, and and of course you know the the British uh, invaded, but
1: that was uh, that didn't go well for them.
0: No, and well, you know, in eighteen twelve, they did manage to burn the White House. Well, down, that's but, true, that's but true. nonetheless, I mean, that was a completely different time.
1: Every yes, a- everything was different, so it really doesn't
0: even matter
1: you know now
0: but mm-hmm. yeah that's one of the reasons why we've been safe from from an attack like uh what you know what we're well, talking about right here. well it's
1: like what's going on with Russia and ukraine You're, yeah it's not Russia, just gonna they, happen yeah, here
0: right because you know they're right next to each other
1: if it was gonna happen it would happen in alaska yeah i mean that would be the closest right. thing right. right and it's and we wouldn't give up alaska per se but it'd be like i mean there's not a lot there what i mean we bought it now, from them you know, there's a
0: lot of, uh, natural,
1: no, no, no. I'm not there's saying a lot that of natural resources, well, I'm, I'm talking about people resource though. I mean, you're not talking about massive population center. Like, you know, in other words, Russia's not going to drop a bomb in Alaska. I mean, they might, but what a waste of a bomb. You're not going to No, if they you know, did. I mean,
0: no, I mean, if they're going to target,
1: they're, they're going to just literally try to invade. And I think they would be destroyed in that. Well,
0: you know, well, number one, you, I mean, if they try to invade, uh, there's no surprise, right? Because, you know, if it's if it's the Chinese, they're going to try to come across the Pacific, right? The Russians may also try to come. And now, like you said, they could land in Alaska. But
1: then you're also going against Canada because you're going to have to go you're right there. So yeah. it
0: makes it. You know, a much different scenario than what you're looking at with Russia, Ukraine or China, Taiwan, which
1: on one hand is comforting. On the other hand, it's not because that basically then means if they're going to go to war with us, they're just going to shoot missiles. Right.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that's probably what's and the uh, yeah. Now, you know, will they actually fire those missiles at at the uh, U.S. homeland? Uh, at some point, Probably. you know, maybe, but, you know, if we get into a situation, especially with China versus Taiwan, the if, if they are going to be aggressive about this, like a couple of these war game scenarios that were played out, uh, they would go for our forces that are over there right now. Mm-hmm. The Reagan uh, carrier battle group, uh, if they send another carrier over there, that as well our air components that are on Okinawa and uh, maybe even the Philippines, depending upon, uh, you know, what, but they want to, they want to, they would want to, you would think, they would want to eliminate a quick U.S. response Mm -hmm. in order for them to be able to fully invade Taiwan. If they don't, if they don't do that, then it will be difficult for them to be able to pull it off uh, because you know we have we have forces right there at least that could do something
1: it's just weird to me because i would think if you were if you were china you would just absolutely overwhelm the island of taiwan right i mean that that would be the the tactic 100 percent, like the shock and awe of the iraqi war just completely overwhelm it because what else are you going to do you know what I mean? And, and I think the other challenge for U.S. fighting in that theater is just simply recognizing the enemy. That's hard to do in general. You know, when you get overseas and you're in some other foreign land, you know, you can't, especially like, you know, whether if Middle East, you know, you might have be fighting alongside Saudis that, that from a visual standpoint look just like Iraqis, you know what I mean? And so I think when you... You look at something like that; it just seems like such an easy target, and and why they wouldn't just do it. And I don't think the U.S. is going to fight for it. I'll be honest. Well, that will be I think interesting they're posturing. to I see
0: think, how that all how that works. You out.
1: can't. I mean, what what can the U.S. actually do? The U.S. knows they can't win, so why even fight? Well, that will
0: probably play into whatever scenario uh, you know we we get involved in mm-hmm. o- over there, and. You do have to wonder if it gets to that point, just how much. Uh, but you know, we don't we don't know what schemes uh, the uh, the deep state has has come up with in this.
1: Uh, yeah, they're going to scenario the Davos group. That's the scheme. All they're going to do is they're going to they're still going to be in power, and the U.S. just doesn't exist anymore. I'm telling you, United States is on its last leg. It's going to be just demolished. And left for dead, and that's where it's going to be. It'll be third world, and the only reason we're not third worldish <laughs> right now is simply because tech hasn't overran us yet. But at some point, every—I mean, you ever see these gadget shows in Japan and China? Like, I'll see these videos of these just kitchen gadgets they have, and it's like a world of the future. You know, back in the day, like they'd have those videos come out in the '60s of like a future kitchen, and they had cool stuff. They have all that as a normal way of life in Japan, just everyday stuff. We don't realize what we don't have, you know, from the standpoint of tech, because we have an iPhone and we have a new computer. Yeah. But but when it comes to, like, everyday things. Well, some people weird, uh, do. You man. know,
0: Pelosi's got that uh, refrigerator that can keep things at that, what is it, below zero or something where she can put her, twenty four dollar ice cream pints uh, in there and you know what I heard
1: good? about today I heard that honey is the only food that doesn't spoil ever really yes and that they found honey in the this is relevant I'm gonna get to why why I thought of this I just think it's cool it I mean, is really cool they actually really have
0: to be relevant
1: well they they found honey in Egyptian now it will crystallize but you can restore it they found honey in Egyptian tombs. And I was, I was in a meeting this morning, and the guy just brought this up. And and I said to him, I said, man, boy, that's some expensive honey on the black market. Because think about it. You, you know, and I was thinking about Pelosi's special. Okay. I mean, you, yeah. there's probably somebody out there who gets a hold of this and is like, you know, one drop of this Egyptian honey from 200 B.C. will restore your life like the mummies of right. old sure, or sure. whatever. Yeah. I want to taste me some Egyptian honey. Mm. There's any listeners out there who mm-hmm. want to send me a drop of... Pharaoh, Pharaoh, honey, I'm I'm down, dude. We need to brand it. We need to put a brand out there called Pharaoh Honey. Oh man, crap! I just did this all on the podcast. Somebody's gonna beat me to it.
0: Yeah, they may. They may have already done. I mean, we
1: don't know for sure what's happening. This is so sad. This moment right here—it's the moment where I realize I lost a million dollars, probably (laughs) more than a million. Probably more. I mean, you know. Pharaoh honey, two
0: thousand so year old Pharaoh honey. I'm
1: making a logo anyway. So if you if you're I gonna wonder steal how the good idea. that would
0: be with peanut butter.
1: Well, you know, I don't Let's know. be honest. I mean, it's going to be amazing. I'm sure. I'm sure. What if it's like wine or something or or scotch, and it gets better with age? Mm. Can you imagine? Wow. Because wow. honey, like four month old honey is awesome. I mean, I don't know how old it is, but just whatever honey I sure, get on the show, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it. It. it's good. It's and you're right, yeah. honey and peanut butter on toast. Honey and peanut butter,
0: or honey and. Honey and uh, bourbon,
1: yes. Uh, you know that would
0: probably be that would probably. We're be almost making a hot toddy. Your, I know. <laughs> it would help out if you got a sore throat or uh, something or other.
1: Um, anyway, sorry, but that, when you said Pelosi's like special twenty five, whatever that. Yeah,
0: yeah, she's got that three thousand dollar refrigerator that keeps yeah. things below zero. I I uh, think.
1: All right. Um, good for Pelosi. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez.
0: Um, today is. August since 16th. Yes, and since it's a Tuesday <laughs> instead of a Wednesday, it's uh election day in yeah. uh, certain places around the US of A. Ooh, huh. And uh Liz Cheney yeah. in uh, Wyoming. Um she's up uh she's basically Let's get challenge. rid
1: of Liz. She she was like 60 points behind in the poll or something stupid.
0: Yeah, she's been uh she's been way behind and um and, her, you know, her father uh, released a, a video here, what was it, last week, I guess? No, or, I didn't hear about this. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're in, he was talking about uh, Trump uh, primarily on January 6th and all like this.
1: How and can Dick Cheney be an I, asset? For yeah, I know. I mean, if you um, think about this. Uh, no, i yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine... How that's a good thing. Like I her campaign manager said, "Hey, do you think you could get your dad?" <laughs>
0: well, he did. I mean, you know, he did a video. He did he did a video uh, talking about his daughter and mm-hmm. and uh, all like this. And so he's been involved in her campaign. We'll, you know, we'll see how much it has helped or it's not. Hurt. Um, and those will be uh, interesting election results to to see. And of course, uh, you know the Dems, the Dems
1: the dims want Liz Cheney. She's well, they, a huge asset for them.
0: Maybe. Uh, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see how things play out, I, I think. Because, you know, there have been, you know, some of these uh, reports that they're backing really far right-wing Republican candidates. But you know
1: why? They're just backing them because they think they can beat them in right, the, in the right, general.
0: Right, but yeah. I'm just saying that can be a dangerous game to play. Yeah. Because what if they can't? <laughs> oh, I know.
1: Well, so I don't is, know. But see, I think all this wanna... is playing together, though. I think the reason the FBI did the raid on Mar a uh, because the best points that I've heard brought up, and I've heard this from Mark, I've heard this from Tim, um, that when, when he took, so that they raided to take classified documents when he took the classified documents, he did so as president of the United States, and he has sole right to classify or declassify documents. And that he has, he's not above the law, but there was no law being broken when he took it, and the law doesn't go away. When you literally now declassify those documents to himself, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? In other words, he has the data. It's available to him just because he's not president- the day after doesn't mean all of a sudden now he's got to forget. It's like they flashy thing, him. And he, he doesn't know how to remember what he read. So, so there's a lot of people who fully believe the only reason the FBI is doing what they're doing, they're sent on task because they want to bring up charges. Right. And when in bringing up charges, all this is part of the backing, the extreme right people, the Trump people, Um, who aren't all extreme, right? Um, But in in anyone that Trump has has now endorsed, they can wipe out with Trump. If they wipe Trump out, even if it's just in the court of public opinion, and you and I both know that the people on this planet, they don't need to know the facts. They don't need to know the truth. They just need to know what the media says because that's what they're going to believe. And so if the media says something, because they're talking about trying him under the Espionage Act, which has zero relevance.
0: Well, you know we've been down you know and here's the thing that i well i mean you know i guess i don't find it amazing i really i, I guess it's just normal for the way <sighs> we are now yeah, but re- remember what happened when uh, we talked about this a, a little bit last week yeah uh when hillary clinton did what she did right well you know james comey who at the time was the director of the uh, fbi came out with uh, with a statement basically saying yeah She took all that stuff and yeah, you know, she destroyed it and yeah, and we could have, uh, could have been some very sensitive information on there and yeah, it could be in the hands of the Chinese and the Rootskies now and yeah, yeah, yeah. But, ah, no biggie. We're not gonna file charges or do anything at all like that. And you know she wiped the hard drive with what was it, B- bleached it or whatever yeah. it is they call yeah. it, and then I you know took a hammer to it apparently or her oh, people yeah. did all this kind of stuff and that to me is more egregious than anything.
1: Well, not Trump to mention has she has she had no. Legal standing to do that. Right. What Trump did is a hundred percent legal. Uh, right, as a as the president, as the of, the president of the United States. As the president of the United States, and time, when yes. he boarded, when he took those documents, he was president. <laughs> That's the whole point. He was president because the documents they seized were created between 2020 and 2021.
0: When he was president. When
1: United- he was president of the United States. Well,
0: you know, it's it's really it's it's a bunch of partisan it's politics and uh you know and really it i will be really interested to see how the republicans respond to this especially if they take over one or both houses of congress because in the past you know when uh, they have been victims of some of these democrat dirty tricks They've always said, well, you know, yeah. we're not going to go down that road.
1: You know, we're, they're passive.
0: There are standards are a little higher than that. And we don't want to get down and get dirty and all that kind of stuff. And of course I'm thinking to hell with that, you know, they, and they've, and, and, you know, and the, I, it'll just, and it, and if they do that, it's just, going to be back and forth, back and forth with whatever party is in power. Right. If we still have the style of government that we have. Did you hear Bernie's remarks? Not, no. Wow.
1: This was pretty crazy. Bernie Bernie basically was just addressing Congress, and he, he you know, like they do, I don't know the context, but, you know, you always just see a guy standing up at a podium. So he gets up, and he's talking about these different polls, uh, the United States and, the, and USA Today polls, where many people think they're gonna have to take up arms against the government he he just goes through the whole list of things we've been talking about for a while and he and there's no resolve to it other than you know only it was here's the most interesting thing congress's approval rate do you know what congress's current approval rate is
0: uh i'm gonna take a wild guess and say 10 percent
1: yeah it's a little lower than what it is (laughs) it's lower than 10 percent. no 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 you're you're lower it's 16 percent. well you know kind of in for the for all intents and purposes maybe, yeah. right so 16 percent of those polled approve of congress's job um two percent don't know and the the rest of them the what is it 80 82 or 72 8 whatever it is 82, whatever, yeah, yeah. the uh the rest of the country disapproves of congress and he brings this up and he's like guys i mean
0: <laughs> yeah, I, he said, you know, we, we really need to do a little better job here of doing our job. Right. Which some of this stuff that and, we're doing and listen really
1: shouldn't be our job. And if if you're the Dems right now and you, you want to keep your job and you're looking around, I hope you put the blame squarely where it belongs, because in Congress it belongs with one main person, and that is Nancy Pelosi. And, and when I say that, it's her, the way she has led that party... Down stupidity. Yeah, I, you know, there's been a lot of that, and she's been. I don't understand why you wouldn't put a centrist. I know
0: I in I, that role. I, I, you know, hey, no matter I, I what party I, you're in, I, I don't either. And she's, you know, she's given a lot of power to uh, hey, the, the squad. Props. And Chucky Schumer,
1: Chucky Schumer. Well, yeah, he's is, in,
0: uh, you know, he's not guiltless. No, not this, remotely, but uh, he's either.
1: But he's led around by the nose by Nancy. I mean, he's not his own guy. Uh, it's in just, my opinion. It,
0: it's just a huge mess the way, uh, the, you know, the way things are right now. And uh, I'm not quite sure when it's going to end up getting better. And quite frankly, it could get a hell of a lot worse.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, Listen, if,
0: it will. Well, I mean, and I've I mean, already made that prediction. You know, there's already, you know, Grandpa Joe's been on vacation uh, this week at a beach in South Carolina. Oh, nice. He's flying back to the White House today. He's probably Good for already him. there. He's probably he doing this as we speak. He's signing the, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, the, you know, the... Uh, Inflation, the end of inflation in the world act, or yeah. you know whatever yeah, BS that's that is, do it. and then as soon as he signs it, he's going to jump back on the helicopter and fly <laughs> off to <laughs> Delaware, where he's going to have another vacation. Yeah, you know dumb
1: that act is, but you
0: know the the Inflation Reduction Act,
1: yeah, which is I a stupid signed,
0: name for it because it doesn't, it doesn't do that.
1: No. Well, I just signed the Cancer Cured Act, so that's cool. Oh. We just yeah. I, I just signed it. So, no more cancer, guys. Okay. Because that's yeah. how that works, right? Right, Please. right.
0: Because uh, inflation, like cancer, uh, will not be cured because of this. In fact, <laughs> right. the Congressional Budget Office, yeah. which is nonpartisan, right. has said that actually this is not going to reduce inflation, it's going to increase inflation. Yeah. Uh, by about twenty uh, and by about $20 billion, it's adding over the next 10 years. And uh, any time that the federal government spends large sums of money on things like this, it increases inflation, just like what we saw in the early days of the Biden administration. And all of that has come back home to roost with some of the other things that they had passed. And, of course, also the other thing that's interesting, you know, Grandpa Joe said, he is not going to raise taxes on people who make $400,000 or less. However, <laughs> you know, the people who've looked at this say that's impossible. Yeah. And there are people who are saying, and these are people, these are former IRS agents and uh, people who know about all of this that no, you know, there will be people under 400 making under $400,000 and in fact the majority of people who are going to be audited by these 87,000 IRS agents that are being hired dangerous. for uh, 80 billion dollars in the this this act this inflation reduction act uh that most of the people who will be audited in this make less than $75,000 because all the rich people are going right. to lawyer up. Yes. And plus, they have all these sheltered, they all like this. Yes. Well, people who make less than $75,000 may and probably won't be able to fight it. No.
1: They'll pay yeah. what they are told they have to pay. Or try to. or Right. Right. So, yeah. Buckle up. It's the end of the world and as we know it. Sure, it <sighs> darn
0: sure is. But... We didn't get time to get to this, but I'll quickly uh, say it. The University of Alabama sororities at the University of Alabama have turned down the request of a biological male to join a sorority.
1: But it had nothing to do with his sex and everything to do with his uh, contributions to society at that point. Uh, He just didn't qualify. Uh, She didn't qualify. Whatever. I don't know.
0: Uh, anyway, that'll do it uh, for us for this week. Next week, we should be on our regular schedule on Wednesday for another edition of Scatter Shooting. I'm Randy Renner,
1: and I'm Jeremy Griffin.
0: Whatever you do, do it carefully, <laughs> but have fun.
1: See you.